Alright guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines to Shane and this is episode 69 and the last episode I had was, well, in the business I'm in now is in whiskey and spirits but I just wanted to keep that kind of vein of form going so why not stay in a kind of craft world and again I want to go into the craft beer world and it's a gentleman I've met once before, he's a co-founder of Hope Beer, his name is Wim the Young, how are you doing Wim? Very good Shane, nice to talk to you again. Yeah, time. it's been a while, it's been a while, yeah, am I, am I pronouncing it right, is it Wim or Vim or... Yeah, you know, at this stage I respond to anything, but it's in in, in Holland we say Vim. Vim the Young. Okay, there we go. Because I know Young, J O N G E. I've done my research. Means young, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. That's so it. I've done my it's, research. Uh, it's uh, it's Liam Young. So co-founder of Hope Beer. So tell tell the listeners what is Hope Beer. Where did you come up with the idea of a Hope Beer, and what was your background before you got into making? Well, yeah, beer? I'll tell you what I'm doing because I'm obviously a Dutch guy. Yeah. I grew up in Amsterdam, mm. uh, just uh, just outside Amsterdam. Uh, I was born in in Dublin. My mum is is Irish, and very shortly after, when I was two or something, we moved to Holland, and and that's where I grew up. But I kind of had always this kind of feel of coming back to Ireland at some stage. So in when I finished my college degree, I came back to do an MBA in Trinity College, which. So that's what I did, and uh, I, I studied in Trinity College for for a year, and and that's where where I met her. Mm. So we were all young, but um, uh, she kind of kept me kept me in Ireland for for well, it was only one more year, and uh, and then I got a job with a, a big packaging company uh, called Clondalkin Group. Um, you might remember them as the Clondalkin Paper Mills. And I worked with them for over 20 years. Uh, we, uh, I worked with them in Ireland, but also in on the continent, in the States. And um, my the, the, the person I met in Trinity College, who is now my wife, Jean. Um, so we, we basically, we lived in, in the Netherlands and Switzerland uh, uh, together for a long time. And we only came back to uh, Ireland in 2003. So, now we live here in Sutton, in uh, on the north side of Dublin, and uh, and that's uh, that's who I am, and that's where I'm from now. So mm. um, that's that's a bit of my background and my journey uh, uh, to how I got uh, got to here, because the brewery is not not far away from Sutton, and that's that's the beauty when you when you own something and you you set it up from scratch is that you can you can pretty much choose where you're gonna do it. So I chose to do it about a 15 minute bicycle ride from where I live. And that's fantastic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, no commute. My career was in packaging and uh, okay. I produced packaging in in the Netherlands and in uh, Germany, in, in Switzerland. And uh, in 2010, I left uh, Klondorkin Group. And listen, it was a... The, uh, the the height of the financial crisis, Clondorkin Group were uh, in, in trouble and were looking to cut cost. And I was kind of in the uh, in the area where the where it made most sense to uh, to cut people because of the uh, the, the salary level. So mm. I um, basically when I was I was about um, forty five or something, and I needed something else uh, something else to do and. Uh, I tried a few other things. I worked for a building materials company, and uh, I went back into the printing sector where I uh, I ran a small printing company, but it wasn't really for me. And um, 
So that was the prime reason for starting this, this company was I wanted to do something myself. And I had a big advantage over a lot, a lot of other uh, uh, guys who set up a brewery is that I had money. And, mm-hmm. um, and I also had a very good friend in Holland who had just uh, started a brewery. He just bought a brewery. Uh, he bought a, a brewery brand and um, kind of said to me, listen, you know, this business is growing like crazy. It's uh, it's a fantastic uh, industry to be in. Uh, why don't we set up uh, a brewery in Ireland together? So he set up his brewery in Holland and together with me, he also set up the brewery here in uh, in Ireland. So he's a financial investor. I'm obviously uh, uh, part of the management team as well here. Mm. And um, yeah, in 2015, we decided to to set up a brewery. We we ordered all the kit uh, from from Germany, and in June 2016, we brewed our first beers. And I didn't really come from the brewing sector. Like I I don't I didn't homebrew. I homebrewed once, but I did grow up with nice tasting beers because I grew up in Holland, and mm-hmm. we drank a lot of Belgian yeah. uh, uh, beers and. When I grew up, they were the the beers with flavor, and and that's how, really how I see the craft beer industry is that you know we produce beer with a lot of flavor, and yeah. um, uh, and that's the uh, really how you can, you can call it craft beer, but it doesn't really mean anything. But if you call it beer with with a lot of flavor, then um, then it, it kind of uh, it, it means something, and that's that's what we set out to do is 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 to produce really nice beers but at the time craft beer was kind of and some of them were kind of doing it on the side they weren't all making it a, a real profession so we we also set out to build a really good business as well as um uh, brewing really good beers so we we uh, i was a brewer so we needed help and um, we worked really on the uh, what we called the Ocean Eleven uh, principle, whereby we just hired experts for everything. So yeah, yeah, we had a really good technical guy who helped us select the equipment. Uh, we looked at Irish equipment, we looked at Chinese equipment, we looked at, and we we ended up buying really state of the art German equipment. And maybe when we talk about sustainability, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Um, we hired um, a guy from Holland. is He's a Canadian guy who who's really understood uh, beer recipes very well. And he helped us put together the first three recipes of our beers. Because um, uh, the, fir- the first time we brewed, we brewed, uh, uh, we did a contract brew. We brewed with uh, another brewery and packaged it and selling the beer. And uh, we got reasonably good feedback. So we, we also hired, a, he's a good friend of mine, but he's a, an engineer who really knows all about the utilities um we hired a, a, a guy who helped us with the design of our labels so we really had lots of different people um with a lot of expertise to help us set the company as well as we could um, mm. and um, you know when we started there was me my friend des who uh, founded the company with me my wife uh, jean um, and then we had our, our head brewer, Mark Nixon, who's, who's still a very successful brewer, um, uh, who's brewed for a few people. 
he's not with us anymore. Uh, he's with Dead Center at the moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, but with those, you know, we had uh, we had three MBAs and a very good brewer, and that was uh, that was what we were. So <clears throat> we've grown a little, we've grown up a little bit since then, and um, we now have eight people. Four of them are brewers and packaging mm -hmm. people in uh, in production. We have I do the administration. Des looks after the sales. Jean, my wife, looks after uh, marketing and social media together with the guy who we hire to help with uh, our social media. We're a real company now, and um, uh, and things are going well and we've grown our sales every year since we started and um, yeah so it's 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 good you surround yourself with the right people in a sense you, you're not you're not you're not saying i know what beer what what beer is needed in the market you just get the right people in your corner like for example you said the your, your friend in the netherlands he had like financial experience he had a friend there right who who was a beer sommelier i mean oh okay right okay and 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 this guy he 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 judges a lot at international beer competitions. Yeah, he helped us devise the recipes for our first three beers. Okay, and we still have these three beers. We've changed, we've changed them a lot to yeah. kind of make them more for the Irish uh, palate. But um, but he helped us with the first three recipes, and it was great. It was great yeah. to have that expertise to put something together and you were saying that you were like okay okay i don't know much about beer you said i made a beer once and i made a meal of it. that's fine okay it takes time but like now with, with the passing of time did can you talk about how you make beer just for someone who doesn't know how to make beer can you talk about from step one to the final step of making beer yeah well we do brewery tours here so we we you know we go through a, a process where we tell people how we make beer but yeah the way we make beer here is is very different from okay. how you would make beer at home. Right, and and that's really all about controls. But yeah, it starts with the um, with the malted barley, and we use um, in most of our recipes four or five different types of malted barley. Um, we mix them with 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 the, the ingredient we use most of, uh, which is water. And yeah. uh, we just get our water straight from um, Fingal's finest water supply, the tap. And um, what I always say to tourists when they come here is, you know, our water doesn't really taste very nice. So we we filter it and yeah. we take the hardness down to zero. So we have a serious mm -hmm. water filtering system to make the water as 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 neutral as possible. Yeah. Uh, for it not to give any flavor to the beer. Now, when we need a harder water for some beers, you need hard water, and for other beers, you need soft water. We will add a little bit of calcium to it uh, to to get it right. Um, the the malt is uh, the malted barley is milled, and it, 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 we get a lot of flavor. We get a lot of flavor from the malt, but we also get a lot of color from the malt. So so a stout um, uses a roasted barley. Now. You think it's brewed with 100% roasted barley, but it's not. It's only about 12 or 15% of the total malt bill that's um, that's uh, used, uh, th th that is roasted barley. And that will give it this beautiful dark flavor, but also it's coffee uh, and chocolatey taste. It's like, you know, roasting a cocoa bean or a, a coffee bean. Th that's where those flavors come from that, um, that you really only get, I think, from... A, a craft beer stout that's when you mm. get those coffee and just those lovely kind of sweet uh, uh, flavors in your uh, in your stout the base malt is is uh, we we get from uh, hookhead uh, down in um, wexford in, in wexford uh, nice. uh, 
it's then uh, malted in uh, a thigh. So we try and use as many Irish ingredients as we can. We, that's very important to us, but not everything we can get locally. Um, a lot of the ingredients are uh, come from Germany, some of the specialty malts, uh, in, including some of the, the roasted uh, uh, barley, roasted malted barley. Um, we, we can only get uh, uh, in Germany or England. Uh, the hops, obviously, we, like hops need a lot of sunshine and a lot of water. Now, we've plenty of water here, mm -hmm. but we don't have enough sunshine. So most of the hops that Irish breweries use come from uh, the US. A lot of them come from Yakima Valley, which is uh, in between Seattle and uh, Oregon. And it's uh, it's a desert. So they have plenty of sunshine. There's no water, but it's mm. all irrigated. And that's how you can brew, uh, uh, grow uh, fantastic hops. Also, we get some hops out of Germany and, uh, and really... There is there is there is a whole belt around the world that will um, uh, that has good areas where you can grow um, uh, can grow hops. <clears throat> so the the the, the crushed um, and uh, milled malt goes into our kettle where we mix it with water between fifty eight all the way up to uh, sixty eight degrees um, to extract all the sugars and, uh, and and the sweetness from the uh, the malt. Also, the colors come mm. out of it at that stage. <clears throat> and those are the, sh the sugars that we will then ferment into alcohol. From there, we separate the, um, the, the malt from the, uh, um, uh, from the water, which is now called wort. And we end up with this sweet water called wort. And that's called the lautering process. It, it mm. takes about three or four hours. It's a long process to do it properly and to extract as much of the sugar out of the malt as possible. And we have a pretty good efficiency here because we have quite a new brewery. Uh, our efficiency is between 95 and 100%. Um, some breweries have much less because they've older, less efficient equipment. And mm. they say Guinness has an efficiency of 102%. After the, 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 the malt is separated from the, uh, uh, from the water, we <clears throat> bring it into the kettle. And in the kettle is where we add our bittering hops. Every beer that you drink has bittering hops. Some have more bittering hops and some have less, but every beer has bittering hops. And that's really what makes it beer. Yeah. Um, they, they are added in the kettle. While we boil, we have those uh, hops in the kettle. But of course, there's no aroma or flavor coming out of those because that's all boiled away. And, and those hops that give us the aroma flavors are added either in the whirlpool, which comes after this uh, uh, boiling process. And the whirlpool, basically, it twirls the beer around so that the bittering hops are separated from the from the wort that now goes into the fermentation tank. But you can also add um, uh, aroma hops at that stage. But the most, the, the biggest portion of the aroma hops is added in the, uh, in the fermentation tanks. And that's called a dry hop. <clears throat> they are added just at the end of fermentation. But we're not there yet. We're, we've now got uh, our beer in the fermentation tank. We've run it through a heat exchanger to bring it down to about 20 degrees. That's the perfect temperature to, uh, to ferment beer at. Um, and then it'll ferment for uh, anywhere between seven and 10 days. And just before the end of fermentation, we will add the aroma hops. And the aroma hops will... You know, if you ever had an IPA, we'll give you those lovely citrusy or uh, tropical fruit flavors or sometimes even piney flavors. Um, uh, 
that 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 you get out of a beer. It's not because we've added fruit. They will sit in the beer for whatever uh, two days until we chill the beer. Then all the hops and the uh, proteins and yeast, whatever is left, will drop into the bottom of the uh, uh, tank. We will chill the beer for whatever anywhere up to a week, uh, or sometimes even three weeks when if it's a lager. Um, and then the beer is clear. We transfer it to the bright beer tank and um, carbonate the beer if necessary, uh, if we didn't carbonate it naturally. And then it's uh, ready for packaging. And we package here in-house. Uh, we do our kegging, our canning and our bottling. Even though when you look at it, the, the lads are pressing buttons, but it's all really by hand. And yeah. uh, uh, there, there is... There is no real uh, automated stuff in here whatsoever. Yeah, 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 exactly. And also as well, like there must be some lucky fella getting to taste that beer along the way. There must be someone, no? Uh, here, listen, to spoil it for you. So we just, <laughs> we just uh, bottled a, a new beer. Um, Go on. And um, we have this beer called Brunt, and it's, 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 it's one of the first three beers we had. And I was telling you how, how our beers evolved. And... Um, so Grunt started its life as a as a saison. Saison is a is a uh, Belgian style beer. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. yeah, nice. Not a, uh, and we um, it, it was a, a farmer's beer, uh, and yeah. basically farmers refreshing beer um, uh, ready to drink. So they they use kind of ingredients from around the place, uh, yeah. and we kind of took that concept and we added juniper berries, bergamot, and lemongrass into oh, nice. this saison. But we also use a yeast that's very dangerous for a brewery. And um, yeast doesn't die, you know. Yeah. And, and if you get a wild yeast in your brewery, it, it, it could mean you have to close the whole brewery, get rid of all your beer, and uh, and start again uh, after cleaning it. Yeah. So this diastatic yeast, we, we didn't want to use it anymore. And we used two different types of yeast. Then. So that was the first transformation. We we changed the yeast. and But even still, the, the beer kept fermenting in the, in the bottle. Now, sometimes it didn't, and sometimes it took six to nine months. But we were just not happy with the stability of the beer. So we said, OK, come on, we'll change it again. And this, this is the first iteration of the new grunt which is going to be called overboard and we've turned it now into a wit beer um wit beer is very popular beer in holland and belgium yeah here you don't really see it that much you you see a little bit of hoogaden or you might see um blue moon uh the odd time uh, but Some this over, is now a craft a, a, uh, wit beer a crafty kind of fruity beer sort of goes well with like you know citrus element <laughs> Well, it's a wheat. It's it has a lot of wheat in it. Yeah, but 30, 35 wheat. Mm. Um, there's a lovely bit of uh, sweetness in it, so you get that kind of haziness in the beer. You can see it. The the listeners can't see it. Yeah. But, um. Uh, haziness. We we've added a, a a hop product that will stabilize the the haziness, and then we've added some um juniper and orange peel for um for a little bit of uh, extra flavor there isn't a whole lot of hops in this beer uh, there's not supposed to be um i keep telling the lads oh that'd be lovely now with the slice of lemon in it but uh, they don't want to go there that's too commercial <laughs> okay. Uh, okay okay i guess you. So, uh, yeah you see the head retention is very good there's a mm. nice 
head on it and it, and it's like those uh, beers that you drink in summer in um, in uh, in Belgium and Holland and uh, what percent ABV is it alcohol strength it's just under five four point eight not too bad yeah a lot of Belgian uh, beers are quite strong so, yeah you yeah. uh, know nice. we have strong beers I I love strong beers yeah yeah um, yeah you know kind of little, growing up with Belgian beers I love yeah. beers to be six seven eight nine percent mm-hmm. um and we do have a few beers that are around that mark but um uh, the the drinking palate is to be below five and um even though it's interesting you know a heineken here is 4.2 percent a heineken in holland is 5.2 percent that's why heineken tastes better in holland than it does here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it does yeah, you like literally like you were saying about sustainability, but like I mean, yeah. you're using local grain stores and grains. Like, what are the sustainability aspects that have to be part of your kind of um, plan when you're kind of making beer? Yeah, well, so sustainability for us is all about um, reducing reducing the inputs into mm. this place. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is gas, electricity, water, yeah, uh, um, packaging materials. Um, uh, so 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 what and, and also getting rid of all those all the waste in a, in a sustainable manner our, our grain which is every every time we brew we have about half a ton of grain that um they give it to the give, give it to the farmer next door and um, we don't have a farmer next door because we're in the middle of Kilbarrack we have a, a guy here next door um who um who owns a farm out in Mead, and he picks up the grain for us uh, and uh, and feeds it to his uh, his cattle, and he's delighted with it. So we've finally, after about three years, it took us to find somebody. We've now found somebody who will uh, uh, take the grain away and 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 feed it to uh, uh, to the cattle and and the, and the pigs. So that's fantastic. We're delighted with that. The um, the other thing um, uh, we do is we bought another couple of uh, green bins because most of the waste, the packaging waste that we have here is recyclable. And uh, that includes the cans, the mm. uh, the cardboard, the plastic. Uh, it's all recyclable. We have a separate bottle bin that's recyclable uh, and it's all, uh, all done like that. But ways we do produce our electricity and our gas usage is... We have basically insulated every pipe in the brewery, not just the cold pipes, but also the hot pipes. Um, and, and that helps in saving it. We, um, we also have two heat exchangers. So when we are boiling our wort, uh, the steam doesn't go outside. We collect the steam. It is condensed into hot water. It is run through a heat exchanger and we collect about 1200 liters of water at about 80 degrees from that process. Um, And that hot water then is used to clean, but also to brew again the next day. Then also when we transfer from our whirlpool into our fermentation tank, we will reduce the temperature from the whirlpool at about 90 degrees to about 20 degrees. We go through another heat exchanger. We have a hot water tank of about 4000 liters that full a lot of the time but not because we are running our, uh, um, our our boiler. It's because we are producing our own hot water. So that makes a huge big difference. Um, but then gas and electricity costs increasing last year. We, we were 
being hammered. So since uh, December of last year, we also have solar panels on the roof now. Uh, so we are producing, well, on a day like today, we produce most of our own electricity. Um, obviously, it's only during the daytime. We, we cannot sell electricity that is excess uh, back to the grid. Uh, so we give it to them for free, but um, uh, yeah, we we produce most of our own electricity during the day, and and the um, the natural gas uh, we try to reduce the uh, usage of that by insulating everything. But we also bought a very efficient German boiler uh, when we set up the brewery, and that helps uh, with our um, with our gas usage. So we are. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing everything we can. We have LED lighting everywhere. Um, uh, there is there is no um, substantial electricity bills and yeah. substantial gas. Uh, another big input we have is CO two, so we use CO two to purge tanks to make sure that the beer does not come into contact with oxygen because yeah. oxygen destroys the beer. Mm. Um, and CO two has gotten very expensive on the back of the Ukraine crisis mm. and. Um, so what we're trying to do is reduce the fermentation process, yeah. produces CO2 and natural uh, car, uh, CO2. We're now trying to capture and use it in in, the, in our own beer uh, yeah. so that we don't have to force carbonate the beer anymore afterwards. So there's all these little things that we can do to uh, to become more energy sufficient and saying that might become more sustainable. How you got started, you got good investment, but like, is there incentives government local community incentives that for small or beer producers like yourselves um, the local enterprise office in Finland is, is very good yeah and um, they supported us both financially mm. but also with uh, with workshops and uh, like yeah. how I started my own business was I did the start your own business uh, uh, class but they've supported us every job has gotten a subsidy and uh, and we've also had some uh, capital grants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're starting off, you know, as you said, you're not going to be a Heineken or a Guinness and you don't want to be, you want to be authentic. You want to be artisan, you want to be different, you know? So you, it's good that you do get some, some sort of investment from the council or local government or whatever. Yeah, to, it's like it's know? not enough, but like we won the, yeah. uh, we won the uh, best startup business in uh, Ireland award in 2017. Yeah. And nice. um, that was fantastic. It was yeah, great publicity, yeah. but we also got a few quid for it. And yeah. um, now all those subsidies, they are all, you know, small in compared, compared to what we put into it ourselves. Uh, but still, you know, they helped us in those first three years. And I, I'm always very proud to say that we never made a loss uh, and we have never made a loss uh, in a year. We, make a we always make a loss in January. Uh, but we've never made <laughs> Taxi, a loss yeah, in, a, yeah. in a full year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and 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 that's important, you know, to mm. not make a loss because so not making a loss is important. And in those first couple of years, the local enterprise was instrumental in making sure that we could keep this business going. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get a bank loan, and that was really part of growing up that the bank was happy to loan us money um, and um, and that was a really big big stepping stone now then COVID came and can, the government would throw money at everything yeah, yeah. Uh, just to keep them going and, and we availed of that as well but to get that first loan just from the bank 
on our own um, on our own account was 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 a big step. Some investment that's that's fine. But then again, I'm sure like did did like was there an, an, an uptake or I imagine there might have been because everyone's kind of at home. Was an uptake on sales for the beer during those kind of two years? Yeah, it was a massive massive yeah. increase in sales yeah. in, in our retail sales. Yeah, like our sales went from oh, I, I they they more than doubled um, yeah. the, our retail sales. But don't forget our restaurant and bar sales went overnight to zero yeah yeah festivals gone export sales gone we lost i, I calculated at the time we lost 72 percent of our sales now that remaining 30 percent grew to whatever uh, and still allowed us to grow our sales year on year again but it, it was a massive decline uh, with, with, with our bars and uh, you know and thank god they all came back and um, uh, so, so our sales is about forty percent is uh, is bars, yeah. pubs, uh, beer on draft. Is about twenty percent in um, uh, in in retail, hmm. and then about ten percent to restaurants, and another ten percent is um, uh, is export. So that that's kind of how both beer sales are made up. And kind of like what 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 markets is it Europe is it Netherlands Germany America what 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 where is where is the hope? Our exports are predominantly in France and Italy. Okay, of course we have a little bit of Holland, yeah, yeah. Switzerland, um, but the, they are our four main uh, export markets. In Ireland, sixty percent of our sales is North County Dublin, and we love that. Craft beer is all about local. Uh, and, yes, uh, we have a distributor who does a great job in selling our beer to the rest of Ireland. Um, uh, Including Northern Ireland, but uh, your local market is is the for every for every brewery your local market is the most important uh, market. Now, obviously, we'd love our local market to be Ireland, um, but just we're very we're very lucky we're very lucky to have our brewery in in North County Dublin because uh, we've six hundred thousand people mm. on our footstep, you know, and most breweries are in you know Donegal. Uh, you know how many people are they going to have on their footstep there? Yeah, Not a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got a nice population around there. Yeah, yeah. That that makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, it does absolutely. Also, as well, like you know, I was going to say, okay, during 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 pandemic times, marketing departments, who who are you marketing to? People are home. People just go to the shop or whatever, or or, or deliver the alcohol. Yeah, so to them. social media was important. And, yeah, um, uh, we used a lot of social media. Um, but yeah, our shops, our local shops, mm. you know, we were, we're blessed with some of the best craft beer shops in Ireland are on the north side of Dublin. <laughs> so, and they're good customers of ours. Like, where are they? Sutton, Malahide, Hoth, where, 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 where? Give us well, some, give McHugh's, us names McHugh's there. McHugh's here in Kilbarrack. Okay, yeah, nice. McHugh's here in Kilbarrack is across the road. Uh, they have another one in Artane, which is just up the road. Cool. Martins in uh, Fairview is fantastic, um, uh, but also places like Judevan, Carry Out, Con Griffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my local supermarket uh, in uh, Super Value in Sutton is uh, is one of our best customers. It's fantastic yeah. to see how they have embraced all these local food producers. We um we, we also joined at the start. We joined um the Super Value um uh, what's it called again. Uh, Food Academy. Okay. Yeah, and, so, and that yeah. allowed us to apply directly to 
our local super values. And it was a fantastic program. But now we, you can get our beers in Tesco. You can get it in Dunn stores. Uh, uh, they they are our main kind of nationwide outlets and, uh, and lots of specialized, smaller um, off licenses that also have our beer and um, realize how important it is to have craft beer on the shelf. Yeah, absolutely. O'Brien's, of course. Yeah. Uh, outlets for, for our beer yeah yeah i got my hands on on hope beer well i got it for christmas well, there really cause... is no excuse yeah. anymore not to find that beer yeah okay all right well i'm not always in north carolina dublin but i remember I, I oh, was did a... you yeah did you no. get a gift pack? <laughs> I, I, no i got a gift pack yeah i got a little i have it over there i'll show you in a second but regards marketing i mean like do you have a marketing team or is it just yourself your wife and you just kind of yeah you... so we have a guy uh who yeah. works uh, part-time for us okay um, brian cattle uh he he also runs the uh, Crack Beer Community, uh, okay, which is yeah. a, a podcast like yours. Uh, okay, yeah, and, cool, uh, cool. Beer events. Um, and he works for us uh, a couple of days a week um, uh, to help us with marketing. But marketing is everything. You know, it's not yeah. just putting a few posts on social media. It's also getting new label designs and getting uh, uh, the merchandising uh, uh, up to scratch and um, finding you know, new customers, uh, yeah. yeah, so he's well, a fantastic uh, asset to us. With a craft beer, you know, you want to get that name out there, but I think about Hope, what I like about Hope is their their branding and their design, like who, do you design them, or do you have the marketing team design, or do you go so, to a focus group, or how does it work? Okay. And um, uh, Stephen is an old school friend of ours, Yeah. <clears throat> from Amsterdam, he had built up a very successful uh, packaging design company called Proud design uh, in Amsterdam. He worked for lots of very big brands. And yeah. He was kind of helping out uh, and helping us with the design at, at a at a, a very reduced cost. Okay. And um, he was involved with uh, my friend's brewery in Holland because packaging design is really, really expensive. And, uh, you know, normally we couldn't afford it. But so he did it for us. And um, yeah, so we had all the concept and, and we followed that, that concept all along. So our beer, he said, you, you, you're branding, you need to have a story, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but whatever the story of hope, we also have the story of each beer. So each beer, and you'll see that on your on your gift pack, has yeah. a little story, uh, whether it's about North County Dublin or about uh, just a, an Irish story. And the stories are whatever. 70% true um, and we kind of made up the rest of them but they're all lovely little stories um, uh, about Dublin or about uh, times past or whatever it is um, um, then we also have on each of our uh, labels we have a food pairing so we what beer goes well with what food so we have grunt which is a Kind of a dry citrusy beer that goes great with uh, with fish, and a lot of yeah. the restaurants in Holt serve it, have it on their menu as a as a beer that goes well with seafood. Um, we have a handsome Jack, which is that goes really well with uh, with pizza and burgers and um, um, uh, steaks. So we market it as uh, as that. Uh, not only did he say, you know, you need to have a story, you yeah. also need to have a logo. So if you look at our um, our our brand, Hope, yeah, the first it. two letters, hey, that's our logo. That's our, the anchor, uh, yeah, yeah. as a lot of people call it. That's our logo. 
that's an important part mm. of trying to build a brand. Building a brand is probably one of the most difficult things there is to do. So, you know, we've 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 built it really well now in North County Dublin, but to bring it to bring it to the south of Italy is is the next step. Our great advantage in Italy is that it's because it's so hot in Italy, it is very difficult to brew good quality beer. And a lot yeah. of the local craft beer companies that don't have proper refrigeration mm. struggle to keep their beer at a high quality. And so because we <clears throat> is picked up here in a refrig refrigerator truck, goes into a cold room and is put into a cold room. Otherwise, our distributor won't sell it to them. Yeah. So we have a, a, a cold chain all along, and that really helps the beer uh, stay of a, a quality that's often just as good as if not better than what they can get locally. And um, and yeah, like, there isn't a country in the world that doesn't like beer. You should look it up uh, on social media. There's an Irish bar in northern Italy in a town called Lecco called the Shamrock Bar. If nice. you look at their social media, I mean, they celebrate St. Patrick's Day times 10. It was incredible. And yeah, they have yeah. loads of our beer and loads of mm. Guinness, of course. And mm. Fantastic. You know, yeah. Yeah. they really embrace it. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that's all part of it. And, uh, you know, of course, we will never take over uh, Italy where no it comes to beer. But we don't have to, you know. No. And, and the name Hope uh, came really from the brewery in Holland, my 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 mate who has the brewery in Holland, is also called Hope, only it's called H-O-O-P. Ah, and okay. By calling it, we we were able to to bring a good bit of synergies into it because the the, the concept of the, the label is the same. Uh, obviously, the logo is the same. And uh, so at the start, you know, we, we bought our, our bottle caps together and we that's not necessary anymore but we still have the name hope and, and we like the name hope you know, if you if you start a brewery when you're 50 plus and you put all your pension fund into it there's a lot of hope but i did dream of uh having my own business and, yeah. and running it very well and yeah yeah uh produce a product that people like and uh, uh just brewing beer what it's like in a brewery like what, what what's a kind of a typical day for yourself or you know, on, a, on, a, on the job side. Well, my day is obviously a lot different from the lads in the brewery because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I do all the admin. So okay. Today okay, I was, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I was sending out the invoices for uh, the deliveries last week. Yeah. And I was, and and I, and at the moment I'm in the middle of the um, uh, the excise duty return, uh, which is you know the, you need to be very precise with, as well as fielding questions from the brewers because things you know. Not everything goes right, uh, but the brewers, they will set their schedule at the start of the day. One guy will look after the tank farm. Uh, two others might be working on um, on the packaging and making sure that we're um, uh, bottling beer. Uh, we normally don't package and, and brew at, on the same day. So tomorrow we're brewing. Today we were packaging and today mm. we're like we, we did these bottles and then now we're putting that same beer into cans and, and kegs. Um, uh, tomorrow we are brewing, so we'll start early. So there'll be somebody starting here at uh, six o'clock, um, brew until about two, and then the second batch will um, uh, will go in in the afternoon, and um, and that's how we can brew most efficiently. The sales guys will be on a, on, a, on a Monday and Tuesday. They'll be making their sales calls, and um, you know, 
on on the phone uh, and on the computer to try and uh, get orders. But then as the week goes on, we do all our own deliveries. With us, uh, a sales guy is also uh, the delivery guy. So, mm. you know, we do whatever, 50 deliveries every uh, every week locally. Uh, we do our own deliveries locally and then our distributor does all the deliveries um, uh, outside of North County Dublin. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's... Uh, that's how we all kind of get through uh, through the week, but we'll have a whole brew schedule for the next four or five weeks all set out as to exactly what we want to do. Yeah, any plans to go festivals this summer or into you know summer into autumn? Yeah, we're going to be uh, at Bloom. Bloom. Bloom in the park, you know yeah. the um, uh, festival in the Phoenix Park. Yes. We'll be there. Yeah. And then in um, in July we'll be in um, uh, Newbridge. It's Newbridge House uh, in Donabate, uh, the fla- Flavours of Fingal. Oh, That's nice. a big one for us. And then in August, uh, we hope to be at, um, at the Big Grill in uh, Herbert Park. Yeah. I was over in the, I was over in the uh, Meow Flower Festival there recently. Um, in the oh, South yeah. Smithfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, how was that? It was good, yeah, it was good. Again, I've not, I didn't be, go to the Big Grill, so I, I, did, I had no real barometer to measure against it was nice there was lots of crap lots of different like crap breweries in ireland um and there was like craft food as well you know like a bit like you know a food festival so you get like different food trucks and stuff like that so it's nice to see that space being used you know it's a big space it's, it's an old it's on fruit market but it's, it's really good oh, it's such a beautiful space yeah i think it, it, yeah, yeah yeah it came a little bit too soon for us this yeah. is labor intensive stuff uh, yeah these yeah, festivals absolutely. so yeah historical location yeah. they could turn it into something that you know wouldn't just be once a year you know maybe like a, a weekend market oh, that's fabulous, it's fabulous. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah yeah it is you know now you know guys like you said like you had different tastings like different beers like how many beers have you got on the on the go now or are you are you well are you are you planning on releasing new beers or is it, is well, we it, is it always have five yeah yeah so we always have five core range beers mm. Which includes uh, the one with the dart on it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we do a seasonal in the summer, and we do in addition to that we do limited editions, and um, <clears throat> our uh, next two limited editions coming out are a uh, a my buck, which is a, a buck beer. It's a, it's a, a, a strong German style lager, mm-hmm. and we're doing a, a West Coast IPA. A six and a half or seven and a half percent mm. uh, uh, beer. So they're the two new limited editions. So we do kind of two limited editions every quarter, and once they're sold out, we don't brew them again. That's it. Boom, gone, mm. and then we move on to the next. Uh, and in the summer, we normally do a sour, um, and uh, in the winter, we'll we'll do a stout, um, and uh, and that's how we kind of um, keep our. Um, uh, our interest going for, yeah. for bloom we'll do a special beer we'll do one on the on the pilot kit which will which will only give us whatever four or five kegs but that's perfect for a for a little festival um where we have uh, something something special to show yeah and to give you a taste so plenty of, of difference yeah yeah absolutely yeah and you can see like stout in ireland that's why stout is very popular in ireland because the weather is conducive like you wouldn't be drinking stout in well, you would you can drink it anywhere but i mean weather-wise the colder conditions are much better for stout Whereas in this in warmer conditions, like in this in 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 mainland Europe, they get war- they get summer exactly, summers. Exactly. You don't get summer, you know, 
classic. It's classic somewhere. We get like two weeks in July, you know. How can can people come and visit the brewery? Mm-hmm. Is it is it open in like in every day or or is there certain times you can go and visit like the, the brewery and home? Yeah. We ask people to come with at least six people because, you know, we put a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. into it. So um, there's minimum a requirement of six. But then if we get a group of six, we can add uh, ones or twos into it as well. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's fun because, you know, we, we sit here in this room and uh, I tell you a bit about the brewery. Then we go through the brewery. You know, it, 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 there's a big difference in, in, in walking through a small brewery uh, compared to, you know, going to the, the Heineken experience in Amsterdam and, you know, we actually don't actually see the brewery. And yeah. here we really, you know, go through it with you. And we, we show you how beer is made and, um, uh, and it's fun. And then we come back up here and we, uh, we taste uh, five or six beers uh, together and uh, we talk about them. And yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's uh, whatever it takes an hour and a half or two hours. And um, we don't have a license here, so you can't stay here and, have a few pints which is a pity but uh, mm. uh but then again I get to go home at some stage as well which is also good do you have a shop there or, or is it you just send them to whatever local stockists we have a few t-shirts we've been t-shirts and uh yeah some people come with the emphasis of wanting to know about this element of production they don't want to they they like the entertainment but they want to see it you don't want to hear want to feel it because then they feel like they're part of the action you know it is like so, that, so that's the difference. And sometimes you know, when we have beer in tank, we can taste it straight from the tank. And yeah. uh, you know, they're all kind of fun things to do. Yeah. And uh, you you know what it means, how to make a tour fun. I do, I do. Thanks, uh, thanks, man. You're good at it. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, I try. <laughs> I try, you know, it's you yeah, get you, know, you get our favorite our favorite um, visitors are locals um, yeah, yeah. or people from Dublin, because we might sell them a few beers then or they might become a, a brand ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we also love inviting uh, tourists as well, of course, um, because, you know, you always get a bit of fun and mm. you never know what you get out of it. Uh, mm. uh, so um, so we just try to knock a bit of fun out of it. and yeah. um, uh, but, but it is not an important part of our revenue stream. Yeah. Okay. And how can people find you on your social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Be Real? Yeah, yeah, hopebeer.ie. Uh, okay. or I think it's Hope Beer Dublin on social media. Mm. Uh, you'll find us and uh, yeah. yeah, you'll see our yellow anchor, our black anchor on yellow. Um, and uh, I'm going to let you go soon. Uh, it's been lovely to talk to you. So I, I definitely want to get up to Hope sometime. No, no, one more yeah. thing. Yeah. One more thing. I'm curious. One more it's thing. Because you know the way you pair like wine with food. Did you use did you speak to that sommelier friend of yours to give you ideas for preparing food, or is it just a natural progression to tasting and going? This works well with that. That works well with that. Uh, our our brewers, in particular, our head brewer is yeah. is amazing at pairing food. He comes up with um, what it would go well with. Yeah, and and there's a lot to it. So there's there's, uh, there's both the the complementing flavors. Yeah. Uh, in a beer and in food, and also the contrasting flavors that you want to match properly. And yeah. if if a beer kind of overwhelms the food, then it's not a good pairing. But if they if they they match well together, and one plus one becomes three, mm-hmm. then you're doing it right. So, yeah. so we like to pair beers with with cheese. Cheese is great for pairing uh, a beer with. And I I recently did a. Um, 
uh, a beer and a cheese tasting with uh, Kevin Sheridan from Sheridan's Cheese. But it was really interesting. So we had a, a very strong tasting blue cheese and it was just too strong for the beers. We couldn't get it to match with anything. Uh, and we also had a beautiful soft, um, it was not a camembert, it was a caval bear <laughs> from Cavan. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> okay, okay. It was not strong enough in flavor to match up. Mm. It was not strong enough in flavor to match up with the beer. Yeah. So they, those two were not right. Then we had a durus, a smoked durus, and we have a, a kind of a slightly smoked uh, stout at the moment. And they were just fantastic together. Mm. And then he also had a beer, a, a cheese, which is like a, a our cheese style. And again, it was fantastic with our stout. And so, you know, you need to try a little bit. And it's it's yeah. it's fun. It's mm -hmm. fun to do. Yeah. Like some of the, uh, uh, our grunt or our dip beer um, is fantastic with oysters. Like you can imagine, like they always yeah. say, Guinness is great with oysters. Well, this yeah. beer is great with oysters as well. And, um, you know, and, and the way to do it is you, you take a bit of the food and you wash it down with the beer. And, and that hopefully then in your mouth, it will start creating a, a, a one plus one is three effect. Yeah, yeah. Nice and balance, if you can achieve yeah. that, yeah. you're onto something fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I think I've taken too much, enough of your time, Vim. Um, thanks for coming on the show. At the moment, I'm not getting there yet, but I will. I will. I'll definitely go, go, go up and see Hope and check, check you guys out. Please, please do. I owe you one. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> all, right, all, all, right, all right, William, I'll, I'll uh, let you go. And uh, best of luck, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks. Okay, great. Uh, all right, Love cheers, man. See you again. See you. Take it easy. Yeah, thanks. Okay, cheers. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks. And that was Vim the Young. Thanks for listening to this podcast. He's a co-founder of Hope Beer in North Dublin. Having met Vim on one occasion, it's great to have him share his story. And speaking of sharing stories, if you enjoyed this episode, please perhaps maybe take a screenshot and share the episode via social media. You can tag at Heartlines Podcast or you can give a review to wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps me get more to more ears and grow the show that bit more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy and 